When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Ariana Bravo and this is the Autosport Podcast. The final qualifying session of the 2021 season and Max Verstappen has grabbed pole position here in Abu Dhabi. And as if this season could not get any more exciting, he will line up alongside Lewis Hamilton on the front row with Verstappen starting on the softs and Hamilton on the mediums. Lando Norris nabbed P3 ahead of Checo Perez and Carlos Sainz, while Valtteri Bottas could do no better than P6. The top 10 was rounded out by Charles Leclerc, Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon and Daniel Ricciardo. I am joined by Autosports Grand Prix editor Alex Kalinorkas. Alex, final pole position of the season goes to Max Verstappen. Why are you expecting that? Well, hello, Ariana, and hello, listeners. Um got to be honest no I was not uh, Lewis Hamilton topped FP3 but I think also looking back crucially he was looking better over a single lap in FP2 which is obviously the most representative uh, practice session of the weekend because it takes place in that twilight into night uh, conditions that qualifying and the race takes place Mercedes seemed mm, fairly confident that things would sort of swing sort of closer together between Mercedes and Red Bull um, Red Bull seemed a bit of a step behind yesterday um, but crucially ahead of the uh, ahead in terms of the long runs which I'm sure we'll get on to talking about later on so Mercedes was sort of think, thinking things will close up and Verstappen absolutely stunned them. Uh, Red Bull uh, moved to a low downforce package, skinnier rear wing, tried it in FP3, went ahead with that in uh, in qualifying. And Verstappen said that made the car uh, much better. I think he uh, had some question marks over what was happening there, wasn't feeling particularly happy, said it was sort of up and down all through practice. But Q1 uh, felt better, 
needed a bit of fine tuning, bit of fettling, and uh, and he's got better and better and better. And um, yeah, absolutely stunning pole position. Well done to him. It is the result that he should have had uh, from sort of eighty nine percent of the lap in Jeddah last week, but then it just went wrong at the final corner there. So brilliant. Yeah, wasn't expecting that, but fair play, great result for Max Verstappen. Well, I spoke to several people in the paddock today and general consensus was that the Mercedes was looking stronger and many were predicting Lewis would take it. But of course, you can never count Max out. Um, and he came through with a really impressive lap there. What did you make of Red Bull's strategy today? Is setting the fastest times on the softs in Q2 um, and as, as a result, setting themselves up to start the race on the softs as well. And then also Checo providing the toe for Max. Do you think that they were smart strategy calls by the team? Uh, it's an interesting one. It's sort of yes and no um, in terms of, yes, the toe tactics worked treat, gained you a bit of time. But also, as we saw in Mexico, it can go badly wrong when you try things like that. And actually, if you think about Red Bull over the course of the season, it's sort of much more than Mercedes is often trying to be a bit too clever in terms of the way it does things, the, these sort of things. But today, again, as I said, with Verstappen, fair play. It worked out absolutely brilliantly. Um, it was really interesting. He said in the in the press conference um, that he discussed it uh, with Perez. But when I asked if uh, they'd had the chance to actually practice it out on track, he said, no, they didn't. They didn't They didn't sort of coordinate it um, in terms of you know have, giving it a go in, in any of the practice sessions. They just had the confidence that they would be able to nail it in one go and they absolutely did with uh, with Perez leading Verstappen into turn nine um, well, what is interesting is that um, Verstappen doesn't think that's the reason he got pole position he reckons it was only worth a tenth of a second he just he just nailed the rest of the lap the sort of the exit from the, the chicane the seven and eight chicane particularly uh, impressive um, but yeah again absolutely brilliant from 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 Verstappen and from Red Bull and, and it was interesting to also you know put the same sort of question to, to Lewis Hamilton he got asked about it in the press conference why didn't Mercedes do a toe because it's worked out and as I said brilliantly Red Bull do look very smart but also could have looked very bad but they didn't um, but, but, but the point about that is is that Lewis Hamilton says well we don't really do that because it, it can go disastrously wrong as it did for Red Bull in Mexico when uh, when Perez and Verstappen came across Yuki Tsunoda so you know, we have seen it go wrong for Red Bull, but it didn't this time. So, so fair enough. Um, yeah, the other bit about um, starting on the softs um, for the race tomorrow, and that's not what Verstappen wanted to do, at least, at least, you know, that's what he's saying. And the reason why I phrase it like that is because Lewis Hamilton, bizarrely, was like, no, oh, you don't normally lock up at turn one. Normally, normally locks up at turn one. He obviously hasn't been watching any of the onboards from the Hasses for the rest of this weekend. But uh, he just said, I'm, I'm sceptical of everything. And then, you know, did he, you know, if he really locked up, then okay. But he, he generally, sort of genuinely found it quite odd. But I think if you listen to Verstappen's reaction, you get a real, you know, real sense that he didn't want to do what he did on the medium tyres um, halfway through Q2. Um, and, and he's right. I think, I think, Ideally, you would want to start on the medium tyres. I'm sure we'll come to talk about later on. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a deliberate ploy from Red Bull as far as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, just um, just 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 circumstances. But equally, they could have gone back to a new set of mediums. They didn't. They were like, right, okay, that's happened. Move on to the next. Move on to the next uh, situation, and they nailed it on the softs. I think that Max starting on the softs tomorrow will definitely spice up that race start. But how wise do you think that that decision is looking ahead to the whole duration of the race? Do you think that it's a choice that could potentially backfire on them? Again, sort of maybe yes, maybe no. But what I would say is that it's definitely not the best strategy on paper. Uh, in terms of um, how you would want to approach the race tomorrow. But it also really, really depends on how easy it is to overtake here with these track changes. Like talking to some teams, it's really interesting. If you look at turn nine, the the first hairpin, left-hand hairpin in the, at the end of the uh, first sector, beginning of the second sector, and turn nine as well at the opposite end of the track, 
the braking zones are very, very, very short. So unless you've got a massive tire delta, don't think overtaking is going to be particularly easy there. That said, at the start of the start of the uh, the lap, all through sector one, if you can stay behind another car, follow very very closely through those sweeping downhill bends, uh, which I ran down around the track tonight. It's, oh, it's an amazing facility here. Got a great view coming out of turn three, all the way down to that stadium section where that new turn five is. But anyway, with that, if you can stay close through there, stay close through turn five overtaking should be possible with DRS at the, into the chicane that splits up the two back straights but we just we just don't know um, in terms of the, the soft tyres and Verstappen's and car and it potentially backfiring uh, Red Bull will will look to, to launch away really really well the softs will, will be a massive advantage at the start particularly with Hamilton on the mediums uh, and then you could you could you could think that Red Bull will potentially you know say right Max you're in the lead out of turn one use all the life go for it early keep track position use an aggressive undercut to stay ahead because if it is very hard to overtake as it potentially i think probably will be just educated guess sort of thing talking from teams in the paddock then that keeps them ahead and as we saw in 2010 as we've seen always you know through the years at Abu Dhabi very very hard uh, to to overtake even with these with these changes that would that would make sense equally if Mercedes goes right They've done that. They've used all the life in their softs. They've brought Verstappen in. They've kept him on track with critical track position. Send Hamilton long. It's the only thing they can do. Get a massive um, tyre advantage, tyre delta in terms of the life, the age of the tyres. It really could be a thriller, as we've seen in Spain, as we saw in France, as we saw in Austin. Absolute nail-biter with the championship on the line. And here, turn five, that new left-hander at the start of the second sector could be absolutely critical because it's so wide. It's also deceptively downhill. I went out and watched Trackside in, uh, in FP1 down there. It's a great place. The spectators uh, have got seats there are going to have an amazing view, particularly when the pack comes through early. But you can take different lines in there and you can definitely do that if you've got fresher tyres, better grip. So potentially that could be a point where Hamilton can either maybe nip ahead or do something that gets him really, really close to Verstappen if that's how the race pans out that way. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see how everything plays out tomorrow. Uh, Let's talk about the performance of Lewis and the Mercedes today. He said in the post-session interviews that he just couldn't get anything more out of the car. Um, Were you surprised though by the gap between him and Max? Yeah, I think I am because, sort of, as I said earlier, Mercedes did look stronger uh, throughout practice, but um, it has, you know, it has got things wrong with the tyres earlier on in 2021, and it just seems that that is that is what happened again today. You know, we need, you need to do a, the, the preparation for these tyres in terms of getting the softs uh, working is very very tricky. You need to be going quite hard on the outlap in sector three, um, and it, and it undid, did many drivers up and down the up and down the grid really. But um, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, I think he sort of referenced it in the press conference, suggesting maybe the track conditions. Just went a little bit away from Mercedes today. Um, but equally, you know, he beat the other Red Bull, Sergio Perez, down in fourth behind Lando Norris. We're going to come and talk about uh, later on, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, fair play to, to Lewis Hamilton. I think it's just worth remembering again at this stage that the Red Bull package is the fastest package of the season. There's no doubt about it. Max Verstappen, 10 pole positions, absolutely brilliant um, and, and, and deserving of those pole positions. But also, what a fantastic job Hamilton and Mercedes are doing to, to, to still be in the fight with one race to go. And looking ahead to tomorrow, I mean, aside from the expected nerves and tension that I imagine comes with a title deciding final race, how do you think that Mercedes will be feeling about the pace that Max showed today? Probably annoyed because, you know, 
they know what the perfect strategy is. It's start on pole position, disappear in the distance at the start and win the race. But I wouldn't say they're overly worried. I mean, they've got the experience of winning seven world title, uh, world title doubles, of course, since 2014 to fall back on. Thinking of Nico Rosberg winning here in 2016. It was interesting Hamilton was asked about that. You know, how does it compare the last time he was in a title decider in Abu Dhabi? And actually, he's been he's done it four times, 2010, 2014, 2016, and now 2021. But yeah, 20, 2016, the last time any F1 world title went down to the wire against Nico Rosberg. He's something a million times better. Uh, he seems to be in a much happier place in his life basically but it also said um, almost cryptically because um, he also got asked as a sort of follow up to that that bit of the press conference are you a better driver than you were in 2016 he said yes and teammate but um, yeah about Mercedes um, you know being worried about the pace uh, Verstappen showed today um, no I think I think they'll um, they'll take, take things in their stride they're a very 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 competent team um, plus also they know they've got the Lewis Hamilton factor in the race tomorrow you just cannot count him out because of what he can do with the tyres the relentless pace he can show so yeah it's going to be an absolute thriller I would assume tomorrow and let's talk now about Lando Norris P3 really solid result there how did he pull that one out the bag yeah I spoke to him in Qatar a couple of races ago and we did this uh, one-to-one interview which um, you'll be able to read in Autosport magazine on a double issue that will end the year uh, in a couple of weeks time and and just just said to him you know if you look at your season results in 2019 and 2020 very good especially last year and then again this year and it's happening again this year they tail off towards the end is that coincidence or is that you know something you've got to work on he was like essentially it's just coincidence you know you think of the incident he had with science in brazil but he really hit back strong in Abu Dhabi last year and he's done it the same again so it's it's, it's really interesting seeing things work out again for Lando Norris but uh, as one of the stars of the season but in terms of third place brilliant result but he's only just ahead of Sergio Perez who once again you know we've talked about this many many times if Verstappen is on pole, he has to be second. So it's got to go down a disappointing result for him, uh, even though he was very um, very good to give uh, Verstappen the toe. And the first run in Q3, he was ahead of him on the, on the second go in Q3. So he had his, had his shot to get on the front row. And then Carlos Sainz Jr., fourth place. What a lap from the Ferrari driver. Like, absolute fractions behind Lando Norris. Could very easily have been starting third tomorrow. Um, but in terms of Norris, yeah, what's interesting with him is that he went from being annoyed, of course, to coming across a Red Bull uh, late in the lap on his first Q3 run, then just absolutely nailed it on the last one. Um, said that this track just, just suits McLaren a bit better compared to Brazil and Qatar, where um, particularly compared to uh, Ferrari, they were you know not showing great pace, although, like I said, he was caught up in that in- incident with science at the start in Brazil. And he was so unlucky in Saudi Arabia last time with the red flag rule, uh, rule change and, and the fact that, you know, he'd stopped and others who didn't were allowed to get, were able to get ahead of him and he's got stuck in the pack from there. But, um, but yeah, as I said earlier, he's absolutely mega here as last year approved and he's ending on a high, which frankly is what his 2021 deserves. Really, really solid performance from him uh, and a, a brilliant way to round out the year. But of course, points come tomorrow, so he'll be hoping that he's able to convert that in the race because he is still in that close battle in the Drivers' Championship sandwich between Charles and Carlos. Tomorrow in the race, do you think that Lando and McLaren, how do you think that they'll approach things? Will they be getting stuck in with the two at the front if the opportunity arises? Or do you think that they'll sort of be steering clear a little bit to avoid getting caught up in that fierce battle because when Lando was asked about it earlier he said you know I don't actually know yet um it's it's quite a tricky situation to be in especially given as I just said that you know he's still in this close close fight with the Ferrari guys uh, not a chance absolutely not a chance in fact he's almost got to be aware getting swamped by Perez and Science behind because I don't think he's going to get 
he's going to get stuck in if, if there are any fireworks at turn one or you know he's, he's not going to put his nose in he's he's, he's a very clean driver anyway Lando Norris you know he, he, again going back to that chat we had in Qatar sorry Ariana getting uh, sidetracked once again but he, you know he said I've not had many first lap in- incidents this year apart from in Brazil which he acknowledges is his biggest mistake of the year but anyway he's not gonna he's not gonna get involved in that title battle <laughs> in fact he was joking what great view he's gonna have of the start you know perhaps hinting at what could happen off the line between Hamilton and Verstappen, which has been, as we know, much discussed um, potentially. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I think there is actually less chance of an incident at the start with Hamilton starting on the mediums and Verstappen on the softs ahead because that is going to provide better grip off the line. And also in terms of you think of it, I know this is controversial to some people to even talk about it, but the sort of Ayrton Senna, Suzuka 1990 comparison, um, that sort of scenario there, it, Hamilton isn't going to do it because of course he's not he has he has much much more to lose if there's a crash between the two of them at the start Verstappen is the champion unless you know there were to be an investigation into the ethics and the rules and what's happening with the crash but anyway um, Hamilton won't try unless um, won't try a move at turn one unless he knows absolutely 100% he can get the move done and both drivers it must be said have had good and bad bad starts all throughout the year um that said, of course, going back to London Norris, if there are fireworks, he is in the best place to capitalise. Um, but it will be quite hard to keep Sergio Perez at bay over the course of a race in a much faster car, particularly if overtaking is easier. But as I said, I'm not convinced it's going to be. Now, final question, Alex. Of course, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sure you expected that. Who are you predicting will be our 2021 champion? Yes, I, again, had a feeling you'd be asking me this, Ariana. And yeah, it's it's a difficult one. It's a very, very difficult one. Um, obviously, with much, much higher stakes this time, I can't do my flippant thing of pre- predicting a, a Charles Leclerc or a Carlos Sainz win, although probably if I were going to do that, I'd be going down the Lando Norris route. But in terms of the two title rivals, I've just got a feeling that Lewis Hamilton is going to come out on top. Uh, that said, all my predictions tend to be wrong. So apologies to yeah, Hamilton and his fans. But um, but anyway, in, in, in any case, if he doesn't win and Max Verstappen wins, I think it's got to be said, he has been absolutely brilliant this year there's lots of talk we get this flung at us a lot particularly this week um, about British bias at Autosport and wanting Lewis Hamilton to win I can I can tell you now I, I don't care who wins I just want it to be a good race I want it to be a clean race and I want to be entertained as any F1 fan and any F1 observer wants to be um, that's all I want I don't care who wins and if it happens to be Max Verstappen for what it's worth, he would be a terrific and deserving world champion. You know, looking at these two drivers, they are the two best of their era. I think Leclerc can get up there as well. But right now, they're head and shoulders above the rest. And it's been an absolute pleasure to report on them uh, this year. Um, I do feel Verstappen did cross the line in Jeddah. I wrote that in Autoport Magazine, Autoport.com Plus. Went too far with his moves. It was over the line in Brazil, but he was allowed to get away with it by the FIA. So, of course, you know, you play to the whistle. That's how it goes in sport but he should have known that what happened in Brazil wouldn't be allowed again or you know might be viewed differently so he you know he ran the risk and he, and he went over the line it was a many key mistake there in crashing in Q3 but he didn't do that today he was absolutely terrific today uh, and also you know well done again to Red Bull for making a fight of this championship you know look back a year ago okay yeah the, the, the changes to the rear floors and the rule changes they did hurt Mercedes there's no getting away from that and, and you know it, it is to Mercedes credit that it is still in this title fight considering how much downforce and time it lost but well done to Red Bull for making this season frankly same with Max Verstappen I think actually if we, we'll, we'll, we will come back to look on this Red Bull team and what it's achieved since it joined F1 in 2005 as being one of the best in F1 history there's no doubt about it look at the amount of titles it's won amount of races 
what it's done for the for the championship. But anyway, all of that said, the title isn't done yet. Let's have a clean race tomorrow. I've witted on long enough. And frankly, let's end it on this. May the best driver win. It is so, so close to call. It really, really is. I am absolutely buzzing for our race tomorrow. I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. I hope that everyone enjoyed the qualifying session today. Alex, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure we're in for a treat and a fantastic race to round off this incredible season that we've had so far. Make sure you tune in wherever you are for history because that's what it will be. But that is all from us today. But we will be back tomorrow to dissect everything that unfolds in the race. So make sure to join us then. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.